Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, back with another episode. We have an amazing interview coming up in just a few minutes with my good friend, Keith Alper, who's written a book from like to love. We'll tell you more about that. But basically, the book is all about the employee experience, which will help drive the customer experience. And I seem to be on this kick, on this theme lately. As a matter of fact, next week, I believe it's next week, we're going to be hearing from my friend Jason Bradshaw, who's also a client, but he's written a book. And after watching Jason speak, I wrote an article and I thought, you know what, I could use the article to set Jason up, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use the article and some of the points in the article to talk about Keith. And today's episode, as great as it is, and you need to go out and buy Keith's book and you'll learn more about it in a few minutes, is going to be about that employee experience. And then next week, we're going to have Jason talking more about employee experience and customer experience. And when you put them all together, it's just one big concept of what's happening on the inside of an organization is going to be felt on the outside. So let's start with a big question. Why would someone want to work for your company? All right? It's that easy. You can ask a customer, why would you do business with us? But why would you want to come to work with us? And that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to discuss customer experience and employee experience. Now, customer service and customer experience have become hot topics uh, over the last few years. It's so hot, in fact, that companies and executives and leadership are saying they're going to be devoting a tremendous amount of their marketing budget for customer service and experience. Now, owners of small businesses and leaders of the largest companies recognize the importance of the customer experience. What's driving our business? It's become a customer expectation, the experience and the service. Don't deliver on the customer experience and the customer will find somewhere else or someone else to do business with. And not only do you have to deliver on the experience, you have to stand out and be different. In many of our customer service workshops that we do for our clients, we do an exercise where the participants answer a very powerful question that helps them understand what makes them different. And that question is, and I mentioned it earlier, why should someone do business with us? In other words, why us instead of our competition? What do we do differently than our competitor? And even if it is different, do our customers even care? And more importantly, will that difference make a customer do more business with us versus others that sell a similar product or service? Now, these are great questions that can cause us to have two or three hours of conversation. But today, we're going to give it a twist. Today, we're not going to just use those questions. If you've been following my work, you know that I believe that what's happening on the inside of a company, as I said earlier, is being felt on the outside. Just as a company wants to keep their best customers, there also needs to be a focus on what you do to keep your best employees. So the new question isn't about customers. It's about employees and the employee experience, known as EX. You know, customer experience, they use the initials CX. Well, here is EX. And that question is, as I mentioned earlier in the show here, why would someone want to work for our company? While this question may seem totally focused on the employee, it really isn't. It goes to the way employees are treated, but it also directly ties 
to the customer experience because without happy employees, you aren't going to have engaged employees. And the lack of engagement has a direct impact on the customer experience. Now, there are plenty of stats and facts to prove that to be the best place to buy from, you need to also be the best place to work for. Just take a look at the list of the top 100 companies who provide the best customer service, and you will see an overlap with the top 100 companies who are considered the best places to work. And you can't ignore it. It's it's obvious. So is your CX in balance with your EX? Is your customer experience in balance with your employee experience? Do you have engaged employees who feel a sense of ownership and pride when they're at work? Do they own their customer's experience? In other words, do they take responsibility for their role in creating a good customer experience? Answer these questions and you'll have an idea of the direction that you're headed or need to head to keep creating an amazing customer experience. And by the way, I've given you a lot to think about a lot of questions. So go back and listen to this segment again. And in the show notes, I'll make sure that we include some of these questions so that you can take them to your your leadership team, sit down with your employees and be able to use them. All right, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from Keith Alper, who's written this amazing book, From Like to Love. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So, if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you an amazing interview, and that's exactly what we're going to have today because my good friend for many, many years, Keith Alper, has just written a book. It is due out in October 2018. That's this month. And the book is called From Like to Love, Inspiring Emotional Commitment from Employees and Customers. And I've known Keith, gosh, since uh, he had hair. And he was just out of college. He was actually the roommate of my cousin. And that's really kind of how we met. And he has some amazing companies. Um, he started with, well, he, CPG, Creative Producers Group, which is a production company that goes around and, and does unbelievable meetings for incredible brands. He's got um, the Nitrous Effect. He's got uh, GenieCast. GenieCast is one that I'm participating in. This is where you can go online and choose a speaker and have a virtual presentation. But today we're talking about his new book, From Like to Love. Keith, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Chubb. Thank you for having me today. Well, thanks. What did I leave out of this introduction that you would have liked me to have said? Because, I mean, you, you, you've got – and by the way, the one, some of the other things that you've done. You were not just president and founder, more or less, the founding member of the local 
Entrepreneurs Organization, which is a worldwide organization, but you founded the St. Louis chapter. You started this, and we're one of the strongest chapters in the world, but you were also uh, an international president. You traveled around the world. You're a member of YPO, although I think they may have kicked you out by now because you're getting that old, but which YPO is Young Presidents Organization, so now you're going to be an OPO, Old Presidents Organization. What else have you done, Keith? What haven't you done? Well, you know, uh, I like to stay busy like you and have always been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug and liking to make things happen for others and give back and others in business. So I've been very fortunate to kind of accidentally uh, become an entrepreneur, but also very involved in kind of the entrepreneurial movement, like you said, through uh, EO for 25 years and through my involvement in YPO globally and and there. So uh, it's been very exciting. And probably the best thing is, you know, I've gotten to meet thousands and thousands of CEOs um, from young startup CEOs to many Fortune 500 top CEOs. And that's been my favorite thing. And actually, that's been my passion over the last 25 years of how do we help them in business, but what do we learn and take back? And actually, a lot of the learning that, that, that we learned from Like to Love came from not only what we're doing in our business and our business practices, but what we've learned from many great leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. Wow. And then you decided to do one more thing that you hadn't done before, and that was you decided to write a book. Yeah. So let me, t- you know, tell you a quick story there. You know, sometimes people use the word love and it's kind of mushy, especially in business. But you see like Southwest uses love and, you know, and so the idea basically came up in, in our role at CPG as we're working on culture and engagement for companies. And we really determined in this that in our work, you know, we've heard from a lot of people, and some of our clients have 5,000 employees, 10,000 employees, or 150,000 employees. And, and Shep, I know, you, you know you're the master of customer service, but, you know, you have to start customer service inside before you go outside. Amen to that. And, you know, and that can be proven time and time again by brands, but more importantly, by their bottom line, by their bottom line with their shareholders, their partners, and, and then their investors. So we determined and looked at some data and also looked at the work that we were doing on, on the ground for really great customers. So we're really fortunate to have customers and clients like Southwest Airlines, you know, most profitable airline, best airline in the world, Ulta Beauty, a fastest growing retailer, great retail organization, Carnival Cruise Line, which encompasses 13 brands, and and Jimmy John's, one of the greatest franchise organizations. You introduced me to Jimmy John. We did introduce you to Jimmy John's a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and they have done great. And so by our work with some of the greatest organizations, uh, we've 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 learned. We've also helped, and then you know we help Southwest Airlines on culture and engagement, which is great. And so, but if if you uh, if everybody kind of held up their their finger, their uh, you know their thumb and index finger, you see a gap, and that is what we're saying. How do you get someone where your thumb is from like, and you take up to the index finger that gap to love? And so, by the way, everybody's business plan. If you're an employee, if you're a leader, or if you're a CEO is right on your hand. It could be to your left hand or your right hand. But how do we go from like to love? By the way, we've also determined, and you can know this, but most people know this, if someone doesn't like the company they work for or the person they work for, it's very hard to get from someone who does not like to like. So we're really focusing on people that like working somewhere or the person that likes working for a 
for a certain leader or for the company and get them from going from like to love. Now, Chef, again, you're the master of customer service. You know you have clients or customers or actually retailers you absolutely love. And I've also read your columns many times in your blogs, and there's some that have fallen short, right, that you don't really like. And so that's really what we're focusing on in the book is how do you go from like to love? We've got a lot of guests in my book from Southwest Airlines, Maxine Clark from, from Build-A-Bear, David Stillman, a great writer, um, Rusty Keeley from the Keeley yep. Organizations, Ulta Beauty. So we have a lot of guests in our books that are sharing with them, well, what are they doing to take their teams from like to love? And that's why we wrote the book. Love it, love it, and so there, love it. I love that word, yeah. love. And and what's nice is that you're using a lot of case studies from all types of different companies, companies that people recognize, like Southwest, all the way to like Keeley companies, which Rusty Keeley, who you just mentioned, ironically, uh, tomorrow I'm doing a speech for Rusty and his. Uh, I, I, he has a really interesting uh, name that he calls some of these folks, but he's he's got an incredible incredible culture and as you talk to the employees at at keely companies they love working there they feel purpose they feel joy and they feel the warmth years ago i worked for a guy uh mike yeager is his name and his company well uh, uh, you may or may not know his company oh but wait the, the jaegermeister no wrong the jaeger well i i could call him the jaegermeister but he uh basically he sold aftermarket corvette parts and uh, every year he has an amazing uh, event. It's in uh, Effingham, Illinois. It's the largest Corvette gathering in the world. And this guy has like the first Corvette that ever came off the line. I mean, he's got an incredible museum of Corvettes. This guy would walk around and he goes, you know, if I'm in a big city working for a big company, I might not be able to do this, but watch this. And he went up, group hug everybody and everybody's hugging everybody. They love this guy. He loves them. They love working there. He never crosses the line, of course. He knows. But he he says this is an environment where everybody loves to come to work. And when people love to come to work, they are engaged employees. And you know what, Keith, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about employee engagement because that is a huge benefit of getting employees to love who you are. Well, and you know, again, if they love who they are and they love who they work, for and with, then they're, they're great employees, they're great teammates, but again, they're great for the bottom line. And so, you know, you mentioned Rusty Keeley, who has over a thousand employees in an online business of construction, engineering, technology, and the employees love being there. And so that love is worth millions of dollars versus somebody who might be in another organization. But, you know, we, we really kind of start in the book with what are the five basic needs, if I can go through there. And, yeah. and this is kind of like the, you know, is first is, you know, as an employer, number one, you genuinely care about me, okay? Next, number two, I trust you and you trust me. Number three, you listen to me. Number four, you appreciate me for who I am and you tell me so. And number five, which is really important, we share a meaningful purpose. And if you go and look at all these organizations who are really successful in employee engagement and culture and delivering unbelievable results, they share a lot of those five basic needs. If you look at organizations that are falling apart, they they fall down 
some of them, all of them, but some of them are one or two issues. And by the way, this is a daily task. You can't, this is not a, a one and done, you know? So for example, you know, you appreciate me for who I am and you tell me so, you can't tell me so a year ago. And also as demographics have changed as employees and millennials and Gen Z, this also changes. So this is a 24 seven commitment that's needed by companies from the top all the way down through the organization. So to, to hit on the one that you um, appreciate me, this doesn't happen once a year in an employee review and you say, you know, you've done a really good job. Here's a nice 3% raise or a 2% raise. Get out there and keep firing up. Go for it. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, work no, once I, well, a year. All, yeah, well, first of all, you know, uh, what we recommend, and we're not the only people. I mean, this is a wave across America is people used to do annual reviews. And the average person is getting at least 150 messages a day of, should I wear this? Should I do this? Should I go to this? They're looking for responses from their coworkers and their friends. So when a company is telegraphing to you how you're doing once a year, you're completely missing a mark. They want to know by the day. And so organizations have to get there. So that's why it's so important that you show that you appreciate me for who I am and you tell me so. Okay, and so that's on a regular basis, and it's got to be true, and it's got to be transparent. Yep. Uh, and again, there's lots of data on this. And again, ask the people on the floor at the accounting office or the tech shop or the Walgreens. These are all things that are really important to the, to the human being that's working today in the marketplace. So millennials, we're going to – I mean, it's the – you can't avoid talking about them when it comes to this because there is a shift going into – what they crave. Matter of fact, uh, a fellow EO member of ours, uh, I, I don't know, he just wrote a book called Crave, and it's about what employees crave, and it's that feedback. And spending just a few minutes a week uh, giving the people you work with good, positive feedback about what they're doing or any kind of feedback, but it's constructive and positive from the standpoint of we can learn from it. Maybe it's tough feedback, but it's, it's good. We know where we stand, and they crave knowing that they're doing the right thing. And if we do that, great. But it seems that the younger generation of worker, hence the millennials, who, by the way, within the next couple, three years, are going to be the economic buyers of our country. They will take over, you know, passing up baby boomers as yeah. far as. And the, I think that's just happened. I think that day has actually happened. Oh, wow. So we're here yeah. right now. Already I yeah. feel older. Yeah. How do you feel? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel really old. But um Actually, I feel young today. So um, one of our guests, a good friend, David Stillman, uh, who's yes. written the books about uh, When Generations Collide, his new book called Gen Z that he wrote with his son, and they've done all the data and research. In fact, um, you know, he's speaking to the biggest companies. They want to know what the future looks like because so many companies miss the millennials. They miss how they behave. They miss how they need to work. And, you know, he, you know, let me just pull out. He, you know, he takes out in the book that, you know, it's often characterized as entitlement, and that's not really what it is. It's expectation. You know, it's really important to realize this because the parents of millennials taught them that their voices matter and they need to speak up. So for this reason, they begin their jobs with the expectations that others will listen to what they have to say. So here's some interesting stuff. Millennials are collaborative. They like to think in groups and tribes. So this generation will move from like to love if they can view their peers at work as family. Mm. Their teammates are important to them. Advancement and opportunities are also key because they had the rug pull out for them during the recent recession. So 
every generation is different, but the workforce now and the buying public is millennials with the Gen Z coming right behind them. You know, and so it's very important because you, you bring up a really important case is it's not one size fits all, right? And, and when you have, and we're talking about employee engagement and culture, um, you can have a 65-year-old working on the floor somewhere, and you can also have a 21-year-old out at Google um, programming. They're different people. They have different needs. They have different wants. So uh, this is not necessarily easy. It's understanding who those people are. Right. The book is called From Like to Love, Inspiring Emotional uh, Commitment from Employees and Customers. The author is my friend Keith Alper. That's who we've been talking to. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get the best tips out of this book. He's going to give us some of the real nuggets. He's going to get you excited, and you're going to want to go to Amazon.com and buy this book today. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Keith Alper, the author of From Like to Love. Keith, uh, there's some great nuggets in this book. It's all about creating the culture. It's about creating an environment where people love to come to work, love what they do, love the people they work with, love their customers. That increases employee engagement. When you make your employees happy, it's definitely felt on the outside. Give us a couple of big nuggets from this book. I, I know you've already given us this amazing list of five. Uh, you care about me. You trust me, and I trust you. You listen to me. You appreciate me. And we all share a meaningful purpose, which, by the way, uh, let's, let's actually, that's what I want to hit on first. Before you give me a nugget, the meaningful purpose. And this is something I know because I went and visited Rusty Keeley and his company. And on, he's got culture walls. This is so cool. He's got walls where he has, like, this is our culture on the wall. And one of the walls is focused on community service. Is the shared meaningful purpose, is that about giving back? It doesn't always have to be about giving back. But, but you know, people, they spend most of their time at work. And it's not all about money, right? There's compensation is important. It's important to have revenue for the company. But what are, we move, what are we doing as a people, and what are we doing to make the world a better place? So, for example, in our companies, we raise millions and millions of dollars for charity. We've actually helped fund cures of cancer. We've helped kids. And so not only do we get to do that work for our clients, but we also do a lot of employee and team events. One of my favorite events we did last year is we shut the company down for a half a, half a day, and at our company, CPG, at our St. Louis office, we made 10,000 lunches for the homeless. We brought in an organization that does that. They bring all the food together. They rock the music. We bring in lunch. But people felt so proud that they impacted 10,000 people's lives in four hours and wow. that we sponsored it as a company. And so when you have that, and so it's funny because, you know, we do a lot of consulting and, and, and engagement and culture. And, you know, we tell people, don't put the stuff on the wall unless you mean it. 
And so, like, if you were in my office today, I'm staring at this big wall with our core tenants of, of you know, of you know, a number of different items. But we hold ourselves to it. And by the way, if we're not, anybody can raise your hand and say, "Hey, we're not acting into our core values." So people do want to see what's the bigger purpose. How do we come together and serve our customers? Serve our customers. And by the way, the places that are on the world's, you know, the greatest places to work. You look at it, it's always about culture and give back. They're, they have great culture. It's not just about work. And guess what? At the end of the day, that's, a, that's about good business, but it also affects the bottom line. So there is, there is the part of doing, doing good, but doing good is actually good for business. And I like to say something. You know, the title of the book is From Like to Love. But this is something that I'm going to pass along to Shep, your readers, the people that read your blogs, and any listener is I would challenge everybody, it's such a great business plan, and it's something we came upon, is it's just simple. It's create love. So create love for your customers, create love for your vendors and partners, and create love for your employees, and you will create love for your shareholders. Now, when you say create love, I would challenge everybody, literally write down a list of the things that you're doing. Write down a list of your clients. Write down a list of your employees. Are they creating love or not? If not, what do you need to do? But what are the touch points? So our little thing is like, when somebody comes to my offices, our headquarters in St. Louis, we want them to be in love with us just by coming to our office. Their names are up in lights, we have music playing, they have great food, they get gifts. It is not a normal office visit. But it's really because we're in the experiences business and we want them to love us because we love them. It sounds hokey, but it's really not because everybody wants to be loved. So those are the things. So if you, if you, if your listeners on the way to how do you create, you know, how do you go from like to love? You got to create love. And Chef, you know that from all the great customer service work you're doing, the brands that create love, and it could be product love, it could be customer experience love. But that's what when I sign a book, it'll be Chef create love Keith because that is the business plan. Yep, yep. So and I'm looking to see if you signed my book that you gave me. Um, not yet. I've got to, that means we, you know what? You're going to invite me to your office and I'm going to come in there. My name will be in lights. You're going to buy me lunch and you're going to give me a gift and you're going to make me feel loved. I can't wait. And you're going to sign yeah. my book. Yeah, we love that. We have people that send thank you notes after clients come and visit our office because we want them to feel really special. But we also want to make it fun because we're in a, we're in a tough business, but we're in a fun business of all of our different businesses. But, but again, if, you know, we work with some of the biggest hospitals, some of the biggest airlines, cruise ships, how do you have great customer service, but how do your employees also feel loved and create love? Yep. You know, so that's, that's my big tip there is create love. Love it. Love it. All right. So that's, that's the big tip of the book. You know, we're, we're winding down. We have just a little bit more time. I just want to know, um, this, this whole love thing, I, I mean, is it, You've got it's it is a soft word. Do you, you and my friend Tim Sanders, you probably booked him to speak. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Love is the killer app. Love which is the is, killer uh, app. Booked fifteen years ago. Yeah. And I don't know you know, how much of his content is relevant to the content that you have here, but you know, he was at Yahoo and he's just a brilliant, brilliant guy. The whole and he used to say the word love is a scary word for a CEO to say, Hey everybody, I love you. I love what you're doing. Just saying, I love what you're doing is hard for hardcore executives to do. Yeah, well, first of all, hardcore executives are, 
you know, are men and women, and they're loosening up. And, and look, I can ask you, Shep, you know, what's your favorite restaurant? You're going to say, I love blank. You know, I can tell you right now, I love Amazon. Okay, I've loved yes, Amazon I do. since 1999. If I need almonds, I'll order them tomorrow, and I'll get them, you know, in two days. I love that they've made it convenient. I don't even know what their prices are anymore, okay? But I love them. And so if you can create love words that people strongly say love, or you can say, hey, I was recently at Sears, and I hated it there. I don't have to worry about Sears. They're not a client. They're not going to be around for long. But, you know, there are experiences. And also, by the way, if you go in a Sears store, look at the employee. They're beat down. They're miserable. Okay, so that word love is real because people say, I love working at CPG. I loved Shep Hyken's new book. Love is a strong word, and it's worth a million dollars. Yes, it is. All right, the one thing question, we always wind up the interview with the one thing question. Is there one thing you want to emphasize or one extra tip you want to give us uh, that we haven't talked about? You're thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, these people have to know this before we get off. Well, you know, I mean, first of all, besides getting my book and your book, Shep, <laughs> is um, start something today or tomorrow. Just start. So get your team together and say, hey, in reality, what do you love working up here and what don't you love? And my quick story is at CPG, we had a very old maternity policy. And they had two women come to us and said, hey, we love working here. However, the maternity policy is from like 1960, and it's not – uh, relevant anymore and we don't know if we're going to be here and so we said well just tell us what it should be and in 24 hours we changed the policy and they came back and said we loved that you got with the program and we love that you listened to us and that those lessons continue is what you can do tomorrow to continue to create love every single day do it tomorrow don't don't wait for the book don't wait for your next conference. Don't wait a year. You can do something and move your team along tomorrow. And it's as simple as saying to somebody, hey, what do you love about working here? What do you don't love about working here? Exactly. In yep. fact, the don't loves are more important. The loves are easier. The don't loves are harder. And by the way, not everybody's going to be in love. It's aspirational. Guess what? Not every marriage is that people are married are in love. It's aspirational. So if you can move people up a few points, you can see that, but you can see people that love their jobs. Go on Southwest Airlines. Tell me if you've ever met somebody who doesn't love their job. Right, right. They've got quite a culture there. All right, the book is called From Like to Love, Inspiring Emotional Commitment from Employees and Customers by Keith Alper. You can get it at Amazon.com. And, Keith, I can't tell you how much I love you like a brother. We've known each other for years and years. Thank you for coming on the show. You're an awesome person, great energy, great book. And uh, what else can I say? It was an amazing interview. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Chef. And I love you, man. <laughs> All right, everyone. Another interview and another wrapped-up show for Amazing Business Radio. This is Chef Hyken. And until next week, reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.